0: It's time for Lacrosse Classified on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network,
1: your go to source for all things NLL and box lacrosse. Now, settle down and listen up. It's time for Lax Class. (laughs) Lacrosse fans, you found us once again. This is the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network, and this is the Lacrosse Classified Podcast. Jake Elliott, Brad Challoner with you for episode number 98. Just two away from the century mark, and we got a great program lined up for you as we always do every single Tuesday, right here on Lacrosse Flash. Uh, Bradley, let's get you in off the top. Uh, how was the weekend, man?
0: Weekend was good, brother. Weekend was good. Thanks for asking. Kind of low-key. The, the smoke finally cleared yes. here on the West Coast. Yes. So I was able to get out and hit a bike ride and go for a walk and do some trail walking out in, in Ladner here. Like It's it's nice to get back outside. I was saying last week, it felt like the first two weeks of quarantine where you couldn't leave the house because it was that smoky and I didn't want to take the kids out. And Yeah, so it's kind of like sweet relief to, to get back out and uh, enjoy the fall. There's really nothing like fall... In the lower mainland, and it kind of got me thinking like this is sort of the time where in years past we'd get maybe a combine at the Langley Event Center, or we'd be like a month and a bit away from training camps starting to ramp up and uh, missing that feeling for sure. But with the draft on Thursday night, obviously no shortage of storylines, lacrosse world was a buzzing. So uh, I feel like there is some momentum for the national lacrosse league right now, and let's just hope that it that it keeps going through through fall and
1: winter here. Absolutely, and uh, you're right. I was out driving around yesterday, and I was up high, kind of on a hill, and could see like way off in the distance. And I was like, "Oh yeah, like that's that's what our beautiful province looks like." Uh, so that was nice. Smoke cleared up, and uh, actually headed out to the box yesterday, and. Got to chuck it around, and, and was taking a little video doing a work project. But uh, some some draft hopefuls, Nate Facine out there, Bobby Kidd the third out there, and then you had uh, established pro Christian Delbianco Bianco, uh, tending goal, Denon Armstrong, Vancouver Warrior hopeful out there chucking it around as well. So had a good time uh, out at the box yesterday with the boys, and it was just good to be outside, like you said. But where we were on Thursday was inside as we took in the, oh, by the way, we got uh, general manager of the Vancouver Warriors coming up, Dan Richardson in quarter number two. Uh, we're going to talk about all the draft picks that Vancouver made, including the, the big deal that uh, saw him move up a pick to get Reed Bowering at number two. Spoiler alert there. If you haven't heard, so we'll talk to Dan Richardson here in about 15 minutes from now. But I don't know where you want to begin here, Bradley. Maybe uh, what your biggest takeaways from Thursday night?
0: Yeah, maybe just a couple. Um, well, the first first there's action packs first round, man. Like, have we seen a first round with as much shuffling and maybe some some surprises? So I think that's kind of where where we uh, where we put the spotlight on right now. Jumbo is. You know who fell the furthest. Who got picked higher than we kind of anticipated? Um, I'd like to ask Dan Richardson, maybe what if he knows what the offers were that Rochester was getting from Calgary and San Diego to maybe move up to number two and get themselves a piece Mm. of Reed Bowring? Because I don't think Dan ends up giving up that much. He gives up his second round pick at number twenty eight, which Rochester then flipped to become Jeff Whitting, but. You're telling me Calgary and San Diego didn't have anything better to offer than just their pick at four or five, and a second, or maybe Rochester just wasn't convinced that if they flipped with one of those teams, that Ryan Smith would then be there for them. Well, I think that's at four it. Five,
1: that I, after right? kind of hearing some things, Bradley, I I think Calgary wanted Ryan Smith not rebouying at the end of the day, and I think that's why. Rochester probably did the deal with Vancouver and not Calgary is because they still get their guy and that second round pick so pretty crafty GMing I would say by Dan Carey at the end of the day and and solid GMing by Dan Richardson to to get his guy at number two I know you give up that second round pick but it was going to be a late second round pick at at the end of the day anyway and if you really coveted Reed Bowering which obviously they did you do what you got to do to get them and, and that's what happened so that was uh kind of how the draft kicked off and then i think the next eye opener had to be marshall palace at seven going to saskatchewan a lot of people looking and going well jeff henrich's sitting there this is an easy pick for Derek keenan and company but no they go with the the younger prodigy here uh a younger brother johnny palace and pick up marshall palace who People are saying, next to Jeff Teet, this guy might have the highest ceiling. Still unproven, but, man, oodles of talent in this kid.
0: Yeah, very unproven, and people are raving about his his creativity and the high ceiling that he brings, but hasn't really done it against men yet. He tore up Junior B in Ontario, which is a tough, tough league, so credit to that, and we've seen guys jump plenty of times before from Junior B to the National Lacrosse I think Brett Hickey comes to mind, Casey Bearns. And whatnot, but a splash is senior B, and but so he hasn't really proven himself against the world's top defenders, and we'll see what it's like. He's going to get a great chance to do that. And, and the thing about Saskatchewan picking him up, Jumbo, you know this better than anybody, is that he's going to be fourth on that lefty depth chart, so he's not going to see the floor a ton. It's a team that likes to run uh, two offensive lefties at a time and only really dress three. So he's going to be in practice taking cross checks from the best defenders on the planet. Uh, he's going to get a mentorship behind Jeff Shatler and Mark Matthews, who I think are really two guys that that can take Marshall Palace under their wing. You know, Mark Matthews is is a coach in the making. I've, I've barely seen players grab a clipboard on the floor. Mark Matthews grabs a clipboard and a pen and draws a power play himself. It, it's, it's remarkable. And then Jeff Shatler having another guy who, you know, of, of native descent, can take Marshall Palace under his wing and maybe show him kind of what the ropes are Uh, on and off the field, so I do think it'll be a good mentorship. I think a lot of people thought maybe um, an Ethan Walker, a lefty forward, Mm. would go a little bit before Marshall Powell. Maybe that would have been the fit, or you go with one of those defenders like we talked about for Sass, like a Henrik, but they ended up doing okay later on in that first round uh, taking taking McClellan. So, you know, they get their defender in the first round, and they get their offensive lefty for the future, and Derek Keenan, he, he sees into a crystal ball, right? So maybe... Marshall Powellis spends a year on their practice roster training with the rush, and then maybe he's worth a first next year to a to a Halifax or a Rochester or maybe somewhere that's a little closer to home for Marshall Powell. maybe they just groom him and and help his stock go up a little bit for next year.
1: Yeah, maybe. We'll see on that. Um and, and let's not forget, for people that don't know, indigenous players in Saskatchewan are fan favorites instantly. Like Jeremy Thompson gets the loudest cheer every time during player inter- introductions and Jeff Shatler, not far behind him. So instantly Marshall is going to have some fans in Saskatchewan. Uh, so
0: was there, was there heat in SAS this week, Jumbo that they didn't pick uh Rushka, the goaltender
1: mm, no. being from,
0: being from the tune? Like, mm. I think people probably thought that was going to be an obvious pick.
1: Yeah. You know, I think that's, that's more or less just kind of ill-informed fans more than anything, Brad. Like, Evan Kirk, Adam Shute, Cam Dunkerley already in the stable. And, yeah, a couple are going to be unrestricted here. But for me, like – and Lane Rushka ends up going to to Georgia, which I think is a perfect spot for him to land. Uh, Mike Poolin near the end of his career. They got Orlem in there as well. But, I like, personally, I just think it would have been too much for Lane – to be drafted by Saskatchewan then have to try and perform in front of fifteen thousand people in Rush Nation in your backyard and all the rest of it. So I'm kinda glad the Rush didn't didn't draft him and he's gonna kinda make his way on his own in a different market and, and it's gonna be okay. So very, very big news, historic news there for the province of Saskatchewan for Lane Rushka to go in the first round, and and number 13 overall to Georgia. Couldn't be happier for the Rushka family and, and Lane. Uh, just great family, great kid, and and bright future ahead of him. First round here, so Jeff Teed obviously goes number one. We talked about rebar and going two. Ryan Smith ends up in Rochester like everybody expected. Trey LeClaire goes to San Diego as they go after a righty forward. Then Tanner Cook at five to Calgary. Robert Hudson He'll be the first guy in the first round that can actually play next year. Defender transition guy goes to Georgia, then Marshall Palace, then Jeff Henrick, who really slipped down uh, people's depth charts, getting him at eight there for the swarm, a real steal. Brad McCulley at nine goes to the Bandits. Ethan Walker to Georgia at ten. Ethan Riggs, Bradley, I think has to be a bit of a surprise on people's draft boards here at number 11 going to hell. Yeah, and
0: and that's a Kurt Stiers type pick you know he likes to kind of go off the board a little bit uh, gets into the personality and he had quite the war room the Jake Henhock and, and Jamie Batley yeah. and Cody Jameson a lot of a lot of great lacrosse minds in that room with Halifax I'm sure they they debated the heck on what they were gonna do here at number 11 but they go off the board a little bit and they they shore up and uh, and get a young defender
1: they do, so that was the eleventh pick. We talked about Connor McClellan going at twelve and I hadn't seen Connor McClellan in a couple of years since the Minto Cup in Calgary in twenty eighteen and my goodness has he ever put some weight on in a good way. Looks like he's grown into to his man's body, so I got pretty excited when I saw Connor McClellan on video. Uh, so he goes to Saskatchewan at 12. We mentioned rush got 13 to Georgia. Rounding out the first round, Calgary making a deal to move up in the draft, moving Tyson Bell to Halifax. We'll talk about all the trades that happened a little later on in quick Uh But Harrison Matsuoka out of Stony Brook and Okotoks goes to the hometown Calgary Roughnecks. First American off the board goes in the first round, Mac O'Keefe. I think you had him pegged right around there, Brad. First American off the board, Mac O'Keefe at 15. And then Philadelphia rounds out the first round with one Jackson Subok out of Mimico, rugged defender. There, so pretty interesting, exciting, eventful first round. And speaking of the draft, uh, shout out to to DK Devin Caney, Teddy Jenner, Stephen Stamp, Tabby. Tabitha Taylor uh, on on the job that they did for the NLL draft. I, I, what was it, Brad? Maybe one, two little little hiccups throughout the evening, but for Joe Feld and his gang to be able to pull this thing off with virtually without a hitch, it was five hours plus. My goodness, what an undertaking it was! And I thought it it went off really well, and and everybody did a great job for for a first time virtual draft. This thing was pretty good. Yeah,
0: 100%. The, the crew behind the scenes, all the camera angles that they had to cut back and forth, and go to the players reacting live. It was it was really unique to see to see that much editing and and how how.
1: I think I said Tabitha Taylor. Ta- Tabitha, yeah, they, Turner, Turner, Tabitha Turner, Brad. Tabitha Turner. Turner excuse me.
0: No Jeff Teat, though. He was the only one that we didn't get a live reaction on. I guess they knew he knew kind of where he was going more so than anybody else. But Jeff Teeth uh, didn't make an appearance. He's and probably playing lacrosse, I don't know somewhere. If that's a, I don't know if that's a concern for the future, I'm not maybe foreshadowing something that we can. Yeah, get that, I, I never I even th- to,
1: thought about that. I know.
0: I, I wanted to, uh, yeah, we're just hearing a little behind the scenes that there might be almost a little bit of Eric Lindros going on with, with Jeff Teed. Yikes. He may or may not want to report to Long Island, but that's going to be a different-looking team a year from now. We'll see, and we'll keep our ears and eyes on that story. Uh, we really haven't seen that in the NLL in a long, long time. I'd be surprised uh, really with Veltman happened.
1: being a Brampton guy and all the rest of it. Uh, man, I really I think hope he'd that.
0: think he'll be able to sway, but, yeah, they've made some interesting locker room choices in the last in the last year. That team's going to look completely different. Uh, next season than it did last season, and will look even more different by the time Jeff Teague gets there, if he ever does. So we'll keep an eye on that. I wanted to quickly circle back onto the American quotient before we get to, mm. to Dan Richardson Can't,
1: here. We still um, got who we I, had here too, Bradley, so let's uh, let's pick it up.
0: I, I count about 10, 10, 11, or 12 Americans. I haven't checked the passports of everybody taken uh, from the 93 men plucked in the draft. So that equals to just about 10%. Of, uh, of the players taking, which, American, which I think was actually pretty impressive. I thought it was going to be a little bit lower than that. But the big names that we talked about, Mack O'Keefe, Tara Fanko, uh, C.J. Costabile, Sowers, the Slanian, uh, Grant Amon. And San Diego picks up Troy Loper from the Colorado Box League, uh, which is a huge pat on the back for that league to get one of their former MVPs drafted. And so, yeah, I, I would like to know, going into the draft, how many of these guys are, are committed. It'd be nice if they... Sort of released a list of, of here's Michael Sauer saying, yes, I will play national lacrosse. It's going to be tough to get some of these guys. Yeah. But I do think 10% was a nice, healthy dose. Um, and if some of these guys report, there's going to be some, some really interesting players in this league over the next little while. I think O'Keefe's kind of got the best shot uh, uh, playing in San Diego and making immediate impact. Uh, a few of the other guys are, are question marks at this point. But I think 10% was a nice, health, healthy number. Credit to the Colorado Box League for part, pumping one out. Um, and we'll see where
1: it goes from there. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I saw Grant Amant put out a tweet saying, grateful for the opportunity. So it sounds like with that tweet that that he's considering that as an opportunity that he's going to take advantage of. So I'm excited to see if, if these guys can make the jump, man. Like, I think it's going to be good for everybody involved if they can, right? Like, it's going to encourage other pros to do it. It's going to encourage college kids to do it. It's going to, you know what I mean? It's going to encourage more kids to, to try box lacrosse. Like it. So I, I really hope these guys want to do it. I hope they do do it. And I hope they can do it uh, in order to make it all happen here. Uh, Bradley, we got to get Dan Richardson on the line, but we got to get to stampede tax who we had before we do it. And I got to tell you still, I was actually out in Cloverdale. I feel a little guilty. I didn't stop by Stampede Tack when I was out there on, on Highway 10, Fraser Highway, out there in Cloverdale. Had a little breakfast down the road at the diner, but uh, I can tell you down the road at Stampede Tack in Western where they have the Western Oil Skin Collection inspired by the harsh Australian Outback featuring the traditional Low rider duster, full waterproof, full length slicker made to withstand all the climates. You can check it out at stampede.ca where shopping online is still shopping local. Open 24-7 online. Check the store hours as well at stampede.ca. Hats, boots, jeans, chaps, buckles, uh, lassos, saddles, spurs. You name it, Bradley. Stampede.ca. You can find it all there. Uh, quickly now with who we had. Two big fights, Bradley. And, uh, man, I think I went 0 for 2. You went 2-0. 2-0, and
0: and baby. Andy Ogilvie knocking off Andrew Souter. Um, a lot of people not knowing that his name was actually Andrew Ogilvie <laughs> because he's just Ogie. He's, just, he's, like, a, he's like a monster to, to most people. He's always just been Ogie. But, uh, yeah, I thought I thought the veteran and the, and the man strength would lift him above Suits, who was a, a fabulous fighter in his prime in his own right, he can still chuck him with the best. Um, but but Ogi is one of those guys that I just loved watching him prowl the floor back. They can cross-check through a tree, and, uh, yeah, the veteran gets his due
1: there. Uh, I was a little surprised to see Ogi go down to Andrew Suter. I'm not sure where Orangeville was in the vote, but uh, the champ is out, and Ogilvy is moving on. I, I gave Ogie a, a screenshot of the vote, 56% uh, over Andrew Suter. so pretty tight vote there. But uh, here's Andy Ogilvie's comment. It continues to be women 24 to 36 that make up my voting. The mm-hmm. question is, how can I monetize? <laughs> <laughs> so Ogie thinks he's getting the, the vote from the 24 to 36 range of females, and that's what's... Pushing him over the top, but tongue in cheek there for Ogie, and uh, he's moving on. Final four is Andrew Ogilvie, and the other fight, uh, pretty close as well. 59%, I believe, for the victor out of Calgary, Alberta. Jeff Snyder gets past Buffalo Bandit captain Steve Periolo. So our first two guys into the final four: Andy Ogilvy, Jeff Snyder. Two guys that I think deserve to be in the final four, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna punch a couple more tickets later in the show.
0: Hundred percent. Looking forward to it.
1: All right. Uh, congrats to those guys. Thanks for everybody that voted. Keep those votes coming at Lax Glass via Twitter. Two more fights will be posted up in short order. If you're listening to this, probably go check right now. I bet you they're up there. And we got a couple of dandies coming up in quarter number four. Speaking of dandies coming up, see what I did there, Brad? Dan Richardson coming up in quarter number two, episode number 98, is back after this right here on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. A Vancouver Warriors game at Rogers Arena sounds like this. Jones shoots and he
0: scores! Diving effort from Mitch Jones.
1: Nothing's monotone.
0: Lee and Beers go crashing into the crease. Nothing's boring. Now we're going to have a fight. It's the captain squaring off. And at Vancouver Warriors games, loads up. Nothing's offside. Tries a shot and he scores! Experience it for yourself. Vancouver Warriors tickets are available now. Tickets starting from 1995. is Visit VancouverWarriors.com slash tickets today.
2: Hey, this is Eli Salama from the Calgary Refnex and PLL Chrome. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network, your go-to source for all things LL and box Lacrosse.
1: Welcome back to Lacs Class. Into the second quarter we go here of episode number 98. Jake Elliott, Brad Challenger with you. You just heard right there from the Vancouver Warriors where nothing's offside. Uh, We're going to get the information here from drummer Andrew Dan Richardson momentarily, but uh, I would assume ticket prices and all that sort of thing is going to be coming out here fairly soon. But in the meantime, you can go to VancouverWarriors.com or at NLL Warriors Twitter, Instagram, get caught up on all their draft picks, all the news and happenings around Vancouver Warriors camp uh, at VancouverWarriors.com. And now back on the podcast here is the general manager of the Vancouver Warriors. It's Dan Richardson rejoining us. Dan, how are you? Thanks for doing this.
2: Great, uh, thanks for having me on.
1: My pleasure, our pleasure. Well, let's let's go back to Thursday night and let's uh, let's get into this right away here. Hang on, hang on a okay.
0: second though, Jumbo. What? Back it up, back it up. Okay. Uh, you, I think you wanted to call Dan out for something. I did. Uh, did you want to call him a? Did you want to call him a liar for some reason? Oh yeah,
1: yet? yeah, that's right. I forgot because you came on this podcast. I can't remember when exactly it was. So I want to say close to a year ago, and you swore, Dan, right here on the cross classified that you were not going to trade your first round pick. That's not what happened.
2: Well, we improved ourselves. Well, hey, we, I'm just yeah, saying
1: least... you traded the pick though, so. <laughs> uh, well, kind on of a technicality there, but uh, you, you got me. Yeah, no, and 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 listen, I I'm glad that you traded that pick to move up to number two to get your guy and read Bowring, and and. I know a lot of people may be a little confused or a little put off here that you had to give up a second rounder to do it, but you know, Brad and I kind of talked about it off the top. You were not willing to let Reed Bowring slip away. And I know some other teams were kind of in the mix, trying to move up to that two spot. Do you want to kind of walk us through that night and that deal and how it all transpired?
2: The deal was actually done about three to four weeks ago. Um, oh, wow. And, and at that,
1: yeah. And,
2: uh, the league uh, didn't want us to announce it until draft night. So we had to sit on that and Rochester had to sit on that. But, you know, going back to three, four weeks before the deal started, we, we had heard wind, uh, got wind of uh, a couple teams in the West that were aggressively wanting to move into the number two hole. And, uh, you know, uh, once we got wind of that and spoke with Rochester, uh, we went back and forth a, a couple times Um uh, with Dan Carey and, uh, sitting down with, uh, our, our group, uh, Ken Thomas and, and Chris Gill and the coaching staff, it became very clear to us that, you know, we had the opportunity to draft a guy, uh, in Reed borrowing who's from our, in our backyard and a player like his value probably isn't going to come along in, in the spot that we're picking, um, anytime soon. So we had the ability to, to, to uh, move up in the draft to ensure that Reed Bowering was going to be a uh, Vancouver warrior. And yes, we, we gave up a second round pick, albeit a late second round pick. Mm. We knew at the time we were picking eight or nine picks after that with our, with our uh, third round pick, which was a high one. And the, the, the players that we were targeting, we thought there was a good chance that they were going to be available and uh, as it turned out that they were and um, we were able to parlay that uh, 39th pick into three picks and still get the guys that we were looking for so uh, to answer your question uh, we were never going to let Reed Bowering slip through our fingers we've been watching this kid for two years we just love his the way the style of game that he plays we think that in a year or two, um, once he gets uh, his feet on the ground in the NLL, he's going to be, you know, the next version of uh, Challen Rogers or Zach Currier. yeah, and he's uh, he's that good. And, and I don't have to tell you guys who've no. seen him. <laughs> no, seen, those are him.
0: those are my those are our favorite kind of players, guys who can play every corner of the floor, and that's one of the reasons I circled Reed kind of heading in. Dan, is that? Yeah, you, you, the Warriors could could use another offensive body, sure. They could use another defensive body, sure. But to have a guy who could be on your faceoff team, on your penalty kill, force transition, be a leader in the room, it just kind of brings everything. Is that one of the reasons that Reed uh, stood out, than then a couple of the other guys that that were uh, special, kind uh, specialized position players, I guess you could say?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, I think uh, I think the world of Jeff Henry, He's a great uh, uh, player and he's going to do very well in the NLL. But at the end of the day, Reid Bowery's from Coquitlam, local kid, and he, he all the he's got all the tools in the toolbox, and uh, we were just not going to let that slip through. We we had him earmarked. That's the guy that we wanted, and we, we we made the deal to make sure that we got him so that. A couple other teams in our division didn't get him. But more importantly, forget about that. He's the guy that we wanted, and uh, we're very pleased to bring him in and uh, in talking to our players over the weekend and our coaching
1: staff. Um, they're pretty excited. Speaking with yeah, gentlemen. Uh, sorry, Bradley. Go ahead.
0: Sorry, John. I want, I want to, I'm kind of fixated on, on the deal because I do think it's interesting. And, yeah, not giving up 28 is in a deep draft like this with all the Compensatory picks, and we can talk about that uh, subject all day. But, you know, Dan, too, like, I'm like, 20th, what I'm trying to say is 20th is not is not a lot to give up, to move up a pick. So uh, I'm sure Calgary could have offered that. I'm sure uh, San Diego could have offered something similar. But is it a thing where it's like, we're also hearing now that maybe Calgary actually wanted Ryan Smith, and that's why a trade didn't happen with Rochester. So is that like a pack you have to have with the other GMs of saying, okay, we're, we'll trade this to you, but we're definitely not taking ryan smith that that number two like this is our guy and this is why this deal works for both well, of
2: our teams obviously what took the deal uh, a little time to for us to work it out with uh, dan in, in rochester and also for the league was you know rochester wanted wanted assurances that if for some unforetold reason that uh, New York didn't take Jeff Teeth that we weren't going to take Jeff Teeth so the w- without boring you I mean it was quite a lengthy trade deal uh, I mean Brian's posted it but it's that's the Coles Notes version it, it was quite a, a detailed uh, you know trade and um, we were able to meet Rochester's needs and as well as ours and uh, uh, at the end of the day uh you know, Dan uh,
1: Carey uh, got what he wanted, and uh, we certainly got what we wanted. Speaking with general manager of the Vancouver Warriors, Dan Richardson, and what what's that been like for you, Dan? Now that you you know you got your feet pretty wet here as an NLL GM, and I know you've made a lot of deals over your years with the New Westminster Sandbellies, but it's a, a bit of a different animal and different kind of rules and stuff when it comes to the National Lacrosse League. How has that been for you now that you kind of you've been in this position for a while now? You've gotten to know a lot of these other GMs and talk to these guys on the phone. What's it like for you to to make deals in this league now?
2: Well, oh, it's definitely a learning curve, and I think uh, this is starting on my third uh, season with them and I, mean, I uh, with the Warriors and getting to know uh, the GMs and uh, you know when you go into uh, exploratory talks on on deals, it's you've got to develop a trust relationship that you know that you're not being sold a bill of goods for lack of a better term and and so you know we and and each GM has their own style and method and uh, but you know Dan Carey uh worked hard with us and we uh you know we were able to get it done at the end of the day even though he had some other offers but uh, he felt ours was uh more what he needed and um We're lucky that he did.
1: Yeah, you always got to be careful dealing with those Peterborough guys, too, right? (laughs) No, Dan's
2: a great guy. We really uh, have a lot of respect for what he's doing there in Rochester.
0: Let's go back uh, pre-draft, Dan. Some big signings this summer. A trade to bring Kyle Killen in. But a guy I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do is Denon Armstrong, who I think deserves another crack at this league and can get himself a full-time spot. Um, What's your guys' thoughts around Denon Armstrong and what he's going to be able to bring to the Vancouver Warriors next year?
2: We tried uh, signing Denon last year, and uh, we had some talks with him, and he ended up going to, to San Diego. So we've had our eye on Denon, uh, and uh, we uh, he's coming in and going to compete for a spot on the left side, and we just like uh, his size. He's got a, a good shot and a, a good lacrosse IQ. So um, he, he's going to come in and push those guys that we have on the left side, and we think that's great. Like our job, my job mainly is – in the recruiting is to bring in, bring in uh, players at every position and uh, have the coach make it tough on the coaches to decide who the the final 21 and four practice players are. And I think you can see that we're, we're starting to build our depth and uh, that's a great thing.
1: Yeah, no, I was just about to say, like, I think that's, that's been the biggest difference over the last couple, moving into your third year now is the depth when a guy does, go down or get hurt or can't make a game or whatever the case is, the next guy that's stepping into that lineup, there's not that significant drop-off. And I, I actually sent you a text last night, Dan, that, that I was at the box yesterday with Den and a few of the other boys, and I was watching Den and Armstrong pretty closely. And, man, I will be shocked if he does not make your roster. I, th- I was that – I know it's just the box and he's chucking around – But I'm telling you, this this kid has been working out like a fiend and he was just dominating other players at the box in this pickup game I was watching. So I think you're going to be real pleasantly surprised when you see Denon Armstrong get to training camp. Uh, Let's let's talk about some of these other picks that you made here, Dan. And and I found it a little interesting, quite frankly. You didn't stick a little closer to home with some of your picks, but I think that speaks to you and and your staff doing your homework and and going out and getting what you feel is is the best player available. Adam Cromer, Mateo Tack, Isaac Bott, and Jonah Boehm. uh, Talk about these guys and what you saw in them and why you selected them.
2: Well, Adam Cromer, uh, he's a lefty D, got good size, 6'2", 200. Um, Our Eastern Scout... uh, just loves them, and you know we had him. We got him at 44, and we had him a lot higher than that. And uh, um, so for us, that was a pleasant surprise that you know he was available. And I know you know he's an Eastern kid, but uh, we just think that that he's going to come in and and really add some depth to our our D. He, the kid loves to hit. I spoke to him uh, Saturday morning and. Uh, He's very excited about the opportunity. He's actually pissed off that he uh, excuse my language. No, you're good. He, you're good. That he got, <laughs> uh, you know, that he fell down to 44th. And I said, well, use that in a good way. Yeah. Don't prove everybody wrong. So he, he's, uh, we had a great talk with him. How
0: about uh, Mate- uh, Mateo, Mateo, Mateo a goaltender?
2: Yeah, we needed to, uh, we wanted to bring in some goaltenders to, to challenge. We've got you know, Penny and Fryer, and uh, we wanted to bring in uh, some goaltenders. And we had Mateo on our, our list was the, our second-rated goaltender. We heard lots of good things about him through the Coquitlam uh, people and that uh, he just needs a uh, – he's a great ball stopper, and we think he has a, a higher upside than he's shown. And we're going to – you know, Dwight Mechte will work with him, and um, we'll see what we can do.
1: Andrew glance still your property then?
2: uh andrew has been released as of this morning okay it's a you know tough situation but um we're uh gonna bring it in uh uh mateo and we've got a another uh goaltender that we're going to be signing in the next day or two so there's going to be a couple young guys coming in and uh we'll we'll get dwight working with them and we'll go from there
0: how about that deep fryer? Obviously, big team guy, and you know had a had a great game in Colorado. Uh, unfortunately for your sake, against the Warriors a couple of seasons ago, Dan, that we all saw. And you know what? Uh, I'm sure he had some bites and some offers. But uh, what what attracted deep fryer? You think to the Vancouver Warriors next year?
2: Well, Chris Guild uh, was in Colorado when Steve was there, and uh, he just likes his uh, his uh, ability and. The, the kid's attitude is unbelievable. Uh, he is, uh, he's wanting to get out to Vancouver like yesterday and, uh, he, he get going. But of course we don't know when training camp or the, or the season is going to start, but, um, you're right. Uh, he killed us in that game, That uh, that was a must win game for us. And he stoned us. I mean, that's not the reason we went after and we liked, uh, his ability. We just don't think he's been given a fair crack. So he's going to come in and, uh, work with uh dwight and, and uh he, he, and he'll push uh, eric and i think that's in every position we want guys to compete we don't want that uh, to hand positions to anybody and so that's what steve's been told come in and compete
1: yeah it's gonna be a nice little one-two punch there with penny and fryer and goal as we speak with dan richardson here and and you mentioned coach gill who's back uh, on the bench for for another season i know he took a, a bad hit in his in his fantasy pool there with you guys with barkley going down that's that's Tough, tough soak there for Gilly, but uh, I want you to talk about your other two coaches on the bench, Stan, and we haven't really had a chance to do that, and a guy obviously you're very familiar with in Curtis Hodgson and and Caleb Toth, uh, who I think maybe got like one practice in before the league got shut down, which didn't really pan out, but how excited are you to have not only Coach Gill back for another year, but then to kind of flank him with Hodgie in, in, in Niner?
2: Well, you're right on Caleb. He had one practice at the LEC, and then the league shut down. And uh, I mean, even in that one practice, you could tell he uh, he left his mark uh, on the offensive guys. And uh, he's a very much no nonsense guy. And uh, he, he we believe he's going to get uh, you know our offense uh, all pulling on the same. Uh, you know pulling the same direction and he'll hold them accountable which is music to my ears so we're looking forward uh oh so much to have uh caleb working with coach gill and on the back end uh Haji, who has uh, was was our community guy but also did a little bit of work for us uh up in the uh, spotters booth um obviously you guys know the history on Haji. uh Adam with the Salmon Valleys, and uh, he's uh, had his jersey retired with the former organization. And so uh, he knows our defensive system inside and out, and he's quite excited to take the step into being a uh, defensive coach with the Warriors. And uh, I know Chris Gill's excited
0: to have him. Well, Dan, if Thursday night was Christmas for you guys, what, what is today now? This is like the week after Christmas where you. You put another notch in the in no, the belt. Nice. Start what what's, uh Relaxing. <laughs> what, what's the next couple months look like for you? You know, leading up to possibly, hopefully, a season. What what goes on with the with the National Crossy General Manager starting today?
2: Well, first thing I did was bring my uh, cleaning cloth and wipe the board clean, and uh, yeah. took all the took all the rosters and the draft and uh, all that off the board.
1: Wipe off the twenty five hundred days of not having a first round pick
2: 2558 to be exact um that won't that won't happen again okay Uh, we're looking forward to to next year's draft and uh, that that information will go up on the board this afternoon and uh you know we're uh you know so we'll get the the uh, all the rosters up and we'll we've got a couple contracts we're still working on and then we've got to get these rookies uh signed and then it's uh, you know myself and the equipment uh, people will look at uh, what equipment needs to be ordered Uh, all that sort of general maintenance stuff will be done and then we you know in lacrosse ops uh, for us is, is to sit back not sit back but is you know we, we we need to carry on with like uh, like normal business here and prepare ourselves for training camp. The decision on when training camp in the league will happen is well above my pay grade. That'll happen. You know I, I get people phoning on a daily basis and I don't know when that decision will be made. But I believe that you know the Canadian and U.S. governments have to come to. To, together on when the borders will open and when you can, uh, you know, you don't have to have the 14 day quarantine until that happens. I, I think we're, we're on hold, but um, cause I don't believe uh, that our league can survive and uh, playing in a bubble or playing uh, without fans. Yeah. yeah, Our guys have jobs, they're firemen, they're policemen, they're teachers, they're construction workers. They can't afford to go away and then sit so, come back and, and quarantine for 14 days so I mean the league's totally aware of that so we're just going about our business in lacrosse ops uh, we've got the draft behind us now and so we'll we'll do all the other stuff that gets us ready to push the button uh, when if and when they uh, announce the uh, Uh, start to
1: the season yeah one more here for you Dan and and hopefully that day does come but you are right now down at down at Rogers Arena and and inside the building what's it what's it like down there I know no hockey season now over for the Canucks as well but um, is there any talk of you know the plan as far as what kind of theme nights you're going to have or ticket prices or any kind of special events that are going to be going on for Warriors or is that just kind of on hold as well
2: yeah, that's on hold until they actually know uh, who we're playing and when and that. But uh, they've got a great team here, Connect Sports and Entertainment. That once that's all put in place, they'll uh, they'll get together and uh, see if they'll uh, they'll come up with some great ideas on on theme nights, etc. I can't tell you one. I can tell you one thing that uh, is going to be announced in the next seven to ten days is. Uh, the Warriors are going to start uh, a lacrosse academy.
1: Oh, fantastic. Uh,
2: and so uh, our, our coaching staff and some of our uh, players will be uh, involved, and it looks like we're going to have the ability hasn't been totally confirmed, but I'm pretty sure it's going to happen to have the ability to have a good portion of the camp here at Rogers Arena, okay. and the rest of it will be at the LEC uh, Fieldhouse. So That's really exciting. I know there's a lot of parents and players out there in the box uh, realm that, uh, you know, want to get, keep their skills up and and the ability to work with, uh, you know, NLL uh, pros from uh, the Warriors and the coaching staff. I think that's pretty exciting. So stay tuned for that.
1: Certainly stay tuned for that. And, uh, yeah, it's been nice to kind of see field lacrosse popping back up around our lower mainland and uh, won't be too long, hopefully, before box starts uh, back up as well. Dan, uh, nice work on Thursday night, getting your guy at rebarring at number two and, and the rest of the draft as well. And look forward to seeing what the Warriors look like at training camp and next season as well. Appreciate your time. Thanks for doing this.
2: Thanks very much. Thanks for having me on.
1: My pleasure. Our pleasure. That was General Manager of the Vancouver Warriors, Dan Richardson, joining us. And uh, Reed Bowring, man, like we were talking for a long time, Brad. Like we were both hoping this was going to be the pick, and that's who they went out and got. And and now Dan tells us that was their guy all along. There was no question they wanted Reed Bowring.
0: Well, they certainly kept everybody on their toes. You know, even conversations I was having with Dan and Gilly over the summer, they weren't they weren't tipping their hats. That's too what far, they're supposed another, to do. You know? Right. Exactly, right? Playing it, playing it as they were. But yeah, we could be more happy for repowering. And as I mentioned, a guy that people are gonna be amazed at what he does on the floor. And and Dan compared him to a to a Challen Rogers or Zach Courier, and that's exactly what it is. He's a guy that can get up and play some offense if you need it. He's gonna get you, you know, a dozen loose balls a night. He's gonna play on your penalty kill. He's gonna be on your face off team. He's gonna play in every situation and he's gonna be a leader. And I look forward to seeing him uh in the black white and gold some point soon let's not forget jumbo like the way the world is going right now Mm. these players could be in the nl next year i think it's more likely a college season gets canceled first and then we potentially have a national lacrosse league season starting up before or after that you know what i mean like i think we could see some of these guys when the next national lacrosse league season is so i don't think we might have to wait until 2021, 2022. It
1: could be I mean, uh, I mean that that gets me excited and it and it makes me depressed at the same time. You know what I mean? There, like, I just want normal again, Brad. I just want people in in stadiums and I want sports back. I want to work. <laughs> want to yeah. work again? I, want, I but, know.
0: I just well, just just hearing Dan talk about the the yeah. academy there and the players get like young kids. I would have been so stoked to be you know, twelve, thirteen, fourteen or whatever, and get in to go on the floor, at Rogers Arena and Man, like, how Hats cool with, would that with be Logan right? Joss or Mitch Jones. Like, that's a dream come true. And you know, you and I get to live part of that out calling games in the in these arenas from, from time to time. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, I miss that
3: and hopefully we can get back to it soon. All right. Wear your mask, people. Yes. Wear your mask.
1: Wear your mask. It is real. All right. Uh, good conversation there with, with Dano and let's take a break, Brad. Let's get in to quarter number three you know what comes up it's something else and quick sticks keep it right here episode 98 lacrosse flash podcast network
0: hey this is devin caney from the nll you're listening to lacrosse classified throwing the game one podcast at a time
1: Welcome back to Lacrosse Classified. Lax Class is in session. Quarter number three, Jake Elliott, Brad Schellner doing something over there, shuffling papers around. I don't know what's going on over there. Uh, Quarter number three, we like to do quick sticks. And Brad, I don't have a ton of quick sticks this week, but let's see what we do have here. Um where do you want to begin? Did you see this on, on Twitter? John Grant Jr. just gave lacrosse classified a follow, by the way. At Lax class, if you want to do the same. Him and the Gabster, his daughter Gabby out in the backyard. You've seen Spike Ball before, Brad? Uh
0: I have seen Spike Ball, yes. My neighbors get into it.
1: And you've seen lacrosse before?
0: Uh not not familiar. Okay. But, uh Combined, I think I know where you're going.
1: combined the two spike ball and lacrosse. Now a brand new game invented by the goat spike lax. Did you see this on Twitter? This looks like a lot of fun.
0: Uh, well, if John Grant Junior is doing it, then then sign me up because anything that can, that that Junior has in his arsenal, I think we could all learn it from. Yeah, it might be good for your for your quick sticks or catching a ball off an awkward bounce. Yeah. Why the heck not? But. Yeah, I remember growing up, like, we used to – but you used to grow ass man. But, like, as a kid, we would play lacrosse in every scenario we could. Like, we'd bring – you know those those crappy plastic sticks that you get in your elementary the school, or your high school?
1: The whippets. Yeah, yeah.
0: we would – no, not the whippets. Like, the full-size plastic lacrosse yeah, yeah, sticks. Yeah, I know. With, like, saying. a bar yeah, at the yeah, bottom yeah, yeah, so the ball, ball can fall up. Yeah, we used, to, we used to smuggle those out of the high school go play uh,
1: <laughs> in my buddy's pool. Smuggle. It'd
0: be like water polo for lacrosse.
1: That's just a, that's just rent. another word for steal, Brad, just so you know. <laughs> we smuggle.
0: <laughs> yeah. May or may not return them after a while. Or we play on a bike. You'd play like polo huh? on a bike one handed and scoop up your Lucies and try to go score. Like, yeah, we we messed around. But yeah, nice to see Junes out there still having fun with with
1: the gaster yeah uh so check out spike locks check out john Grant jr's team account uh speaking of team that team store gonna mention this every single week don't forget lacrosse flash slash team store your lacrosse classified t-shirts are there for your purchasing pleasure i got a couple brad i I sure hope that you've ordered yours as well uh and i hope the listeners are doing that too team store lacrosse flash lacrosse classified t-shirts we're gonna start adding a little more merchandise uh, to the store as we go along i want to give out a thank you to the halifax thunderbirds kurt styers john catalano and uh Chuck Ragusa, Patty Gregoire, Tyson Geike for having me on uh, the draft party. Halifax really stepped their game up for the draft and threw a, you know, they they had it all going on on draft night and spent a little time with, with Patty Gregoire and Billy D. Smith stopped by, Scotty Campbell, uh, Tyson as well. It was a good time during the Halifax draft party, so thanks for having me. I found a, a Steve Gavitt tweet quite interesting about how, he has seen the evolution of the National Lacrosse League over the last 20 years and how when when a guy would get drafted, they would more or less have to call this kid up. He wouldn't even have known he was drafted and then tried to have to kind of convince him to come and try box lacrosse. Well, now, like you've seen these draft reactions on Twitter, Brad, with guys waiting by their computer or their phone to hear their name called and just the reaction – when they do get selected and just how far the league has come in the past 20 years from kids not even knowing they were drafted to now breaking down in tears and just being so excited that their dream has come true
0: well and this this all lob out there too like do all do we go virtual for all the drafts going forward at least in some way shape or form like maybe you can have all the hosts all together one day when COVID's over but and maybe the GMs too but just you don't like, we were seeing less and less players because, A, it was either in Toronto every year, so you were never getting any BC boys out there. They moved it to Philly, and I think you saw even less players uh, heading to Xfinity Live the last couple seasons. Mm-hmm. To have every player with a camera in their face from their own living room or their dorm with all their buddies and teammates hanging around, I think that's something they got to do every year now going
1: forward. Yeah, so, and that's something so they've, they've done, done for in for the that. WLA, too, right? Like, they kind of got away from and that was because players more or less were down at school and there was no players there to to be at the draft. And they thought, well, let's just, you know, let's just go GMs, coaches and broadcasters only. And, and I think you might be onto something there because I, I like draft reactions to me are, are some of my favorite things. Uh, speaking of BC players, over a dozen of them selected in this year's entry draft. So shout out to the BC junior a lacrosse league for continuing to produce Professional lacrosse players into the National Lacrosse League over a dozen, and that's I think that's a little higher than normal. So that that's a good sign for BC.
0: Two in the top four, and Reed Bowering and Trey Leclaire. Brad McCauley goes nine. So yeah, first round had uh, had it still too.
1: Talked about the boys at the box yesterday. Uh, what else do we got here on Quick Six? Oh, the Hall of Fame. Speaking of the National Lacrosse League, returning. Finally, Brad, after what? I think I want to say like a six, seven-year absence. Hall of Fame is coming back. And uh, not to pat myself on the back here, but I've been asked to be on the nomination. No, the selection committee. I think there's two different committees. They're going to nominate some people and then a selection committee. So the media side of it, I don't want to miss anybody, but it's myself, Ted Jenner, Stephen Stamp, John Gertler, Craig Brzezinski, Terry Foy, Oh, I'm going to miss him. Sh- Shani, Shani, I think. Yeah, Shani's on there as well. I, want, I And if I miss somebody, I, I apologize. But uh, looking forward to this. The Hall of Fame coming back. They just un- uh, unveiled a new logo and high time. And uh, Mr. French behind this. And this is going to be a good thing here moving forward to get some guys into the Hall of Fame that surely deserve to be there.
0: Yeah, make sure you guys know how to spell Doyle. It's D-O-Y-L-E <laughs> and John Grant junior jr period uh for those two for those two no brainers and yeah there's a handful of no brainers you guys will have your challenge after that it's nice to see that they're putting the names out there so you guys can be held accountable um at the end of the day i think that's super important and i also think it's nice that the league is sort of trickling these nuggets because it's going to be a long off season so to have the draft the way that it rolled out to have fort worth announced uh to be teasing maybe another team coming uh vegas um and to have the <laughs> hall of fame announcement and that that's coming back is keeping everybody engaged in what could be the longest off season, and what will no doubt be the longest off season in nll history
1: yeah uh i mean the league just kind of inclinating that that's that's pretty much going to be the next team in the national lacrosse league not official by any means but uh i don't think it's much of a secret anymore it looks like the nll is going to Vegas. So we may, we talked a lot about that Vancouver trade right off the top, so we can skip by that. But a lot of trades going down on draft night, Brad, and I think we have to get the peoples caught up here. So bear with me as I rip through these things. So that 28th overall pick that Vancouver shipped to Rochester ends up being Jeff Wittig from Colorado as they use that pick. To flip it, uh, the Mammoth and Black Wolves got a deal done as the rooster, Jacob Rouet or Rouette. We got to get this figured out. We got stamps saying
0: he, he. I almost tweeted this out. He did a welcome video or like, a, hey, what's up? To the den, I'm I'm, I'm Jake, and I'm, I'm coming to New England. Can't wait to meet you all. But he called himself Rue in the video.
1: Okay, that's good enough for so, me. So, I don't so know how Stamper, can debate
0: that when he said it. In the video himself, Yeah. follow the New England Black Wolves on Twitter, and you can go back and see it.
1: Stamper, if you're listening, stop listening to Jacob's mom. Listen to Jake. Rue from here moving forward. So they sent Jake Rue to New England, and they get the 18th and 33rd picks back the other way. Uh, Night Dogs were busy. They sent the 19th pick and a first-rounder in 2021 and a second-rounder in 2023 to Buffalo in exchange for Matt Gilray, who was, what, Brad, the third overall selection a couple years ago and the 54th pick. That was...
0: That was a big head-scratcher for me, too. Yeah, a huge move for, for Rochester and, and good return, you know, a third overall and then one of the premier, I think, and will be for a long period of time. And Matthew, he's going to be a premier defender in this National Lacrosse League. So giving up uh, a first and a second is, yeah. is, is, not, is not too much to offer for Matt right? That's the next move for, for Rochester. And Buffalo sort of makes that move so they can jump up and take Sam LaRue. Who again is another BC kid and Buffalo Bandits via Rob Buckin loved to draft from BC.
1: Yeah. It's and
0: been his- history for them Josh Byrne, Chase Fraser. Um, I'm obviously missing a whole bunch, for those are Oh, guys Anthony Malcolm. To- yeah, it goes. Bringing cause over. Yeah, Brandon Goodwin. It-, it goes back a long time a history of the Bandits taking swings on BC boys, whether they stick there or not. It seems to always happen a couple times a year.
1: Yeah, Sam LaRue, by the way, out of Semi-Yamu, Brad. Uh, my lady, Danny, has got a, a, a soft spot for, for LaRue, so i got to get a mention of it. Former number one overall coming out of the midget draft into junior. I think this kid just turned 18. I think he's a quarterback at Western University, so he's already back there. Buffalo doesn't draft guys that aren't willing to relocate, so you would expect LaRue to stay back there, and I think they're going to be real happy with one Sammy LaRue. Uh, in Bandit Land. So again, let's move along with these trades here. The Riptide again, uh or sorry, the Nighthawks again involved in another deal. Riptide trade away John Wagner, and they get the 25th overall pick, Daryl Robinson, and Jay Thornburg in this deal for Wagner.
0: Yeah, and this is uh this is a good move for for New York. You know, I, I, they acquire Thornburg, who might play, and might take a couple draws, which. Makes me question what, what, uh, what Alex Woodle is. It Alex Woodall's long-term uh, commitment is to New York because he won a lot of draws for them last year, and that's an American uh, field-prominent guy. Maybe he's not committed long-term to Long Island, and, uh, and Wagner goes back the other way. So, next yeah. return for
1: John Wagner. Yeah, Good player, John Wagner, as well. Warriors, uh, Dan mentioned it, moved that 39th overall pick, and they get three coming back the other way at 44, 49, 57. Check uh, NLO Warriors to see all their draft picks. We mentioned them earlier, so I'm going to skip past that. Uh, Toronto and Saskatchewan swap third-round picks, one for this year. Toronto got this year's at 46. Saskatchewan will get Toronto's third-round pick next year uh nighthawks land the 70th pick i can't remember exactly who they traded with to get that and we and i don't think i had down here and i missed it maybe one of the bigger deals of the night where calgary sent tyson bell to halifax for the 14th and 19th picks overall in in this year's draft as well calgary taking uh, harrison matsuoka at 14 and i believe patty dodds at 19 but they ship off tyson bell to halifax which kind of caught me by surprise
0: yeah for sure this one kind of when i I went back and look at it now it's kind of got georgia written on it for me because they move out uh, a guy who still has great years in front of him. like tyson bell is a young man already has a championship is already a fierce competitor and a great transition player um i'm a big fan of tyson bell's lacrosse game calgary moves him for 14 and 20 which become Matsuoka and Ethan Tysers from the mental cup Champions. There, yeah, it's from So yeah. they get a couple young 21 year old bodies in exchange for Tyson Bell so well, maybe this, this this is sort of a youth changing of the guard for Calgary I don't know but it did have Georgia written on it because you're moving a guy who's still in his prime but getting a nice return for, for two younger players and man Halifax uh, acquiring Tyson Bell to play next to to Hosek and the other pieces that they have there is uh, is quite frightening to be honest for the East.
1: Absolutely, and Bradley, I think that's it for Quick Sticks, Except we did not mention our brand new sponsor on the podcast here. Quicksticks presented by Manscaped and the Lawnmower 3.0. And uh, Jim mentions this uh, coming up in something else, I believe. So we're going to talk about this as well. But uh, Manscaped. Hashtag Manscaped Pod. Promo code LAXCLASS20. If you haven't heard about this yet, the new lawnmower 3.0. No nicks, no cuts, waterproof LED light on it so you can see what you're doing. You can take this thing in the shower. Quiet stroke technology, easy charge. This is high-end stuff. They got the revitalizer. They got it all at Manscaped.com. Use the promo code LAXCLASS20. You get 20% off no matter where you are. North America, free shipping, timely as well. And uh, how's how's your manscaping going, Brad? Are you...
0: listen, listen, listen to this. Can you hear this?
1: Yes, I can. But
0: it's, it's discreet, I sure hope right? that's it's your it's...
1: lawnmower 3.0 and not something <laughs> this else. This is
0: but... the 3.0 lawnmower, but I'm going to describe it in a way that's probably going to sound like where you're going. <laughs> it's discreet, right? You don't have to wake up the neighbors when you're firing this thing up to to get yourself clean. Uh, yeah, it's it's discreet, it's quick, it's easy. It's like a it's like a hot knife through butter. Don't miss the lawnmower 3.0. We're getting into holiday season here. It's gonna be Black Friday sales. Everybody's gonna be online shopping this year. But if you want to, uh, you know, get it if you're a, a lady listening, you want to get something for the man in your life. If you're a man listening, you want to get something for the man in your life or the woman in your life, or it's just a heck of a good gift for everybody. They got a bunch of stuff over at Manscaped. Check it out, and uh, definitely the lawnmower. Three
1: <laughs> Trim up that junk of yours. Get 20% off free shipping. Use the promo code LAXCLASS20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping. Manscaped.com. LAXCLASS20 because, Brad, every lacrosse player loves clean balls. Uh, that's true. They don't like the greasy, slippery balls. They like those clean balls. Uh, LAXCLASS20 promo code. All right. It's time for something else. Let's begin. All right now, wasn't that fun? Let's try something else. Oh, let's try something else.
3: Hey, lacrosse classified listeners. It's Jim Else here. Hello, Bradley. Hello, Jake. Thanks for having me on. Thanks to a couple of your sponsors as well. Uh, I don't know them all, but uh, Stampede Tack, Associated Label and Packaging, Manscaped. Uh, I did get a package. I haven't used it yet. Uh, You guys will be disgusted to know when I finally do, but I haven't used it yet. Um, I did order through uh, Manscaped. I used LAX Class 20 as a promo code, which is supporting uh, the podcast here, which I felt uh, is important because it's uh, it's a nice thing for us to have and uh, it ain't free to do, so there you go let's uh talk about something else here the the draft the 2020 draft happened on thursday like i said 13 or 14 hours long 15 hours long god knows uh, they did a great job everybody um, it's funny that uh a lot of these players uh, unfortunately will have uh, shorter careers uh than a steven stamp draft day story but what an accomplishment just to get drafted. Congratulations to everybody. Early on draft day, I tweeted out that Pat Saunders was the last pick of his draft and had carved himself out a pretty nice career and is still in the league um, as of right now. I been reminded uh That uh, Tyler Burton, undrafted, uh, a bunch of years in the league, three championships. Then Dean Hill messaged me, fifth round, 10 years in the league. Just shows you what you can do if you just work hard and uh, keep your chin up no matter where you're drafted uh, in 2020. uh, Everybody's got an opportunity. I would love to see Jeremy Bombury, who was drafted number 93, uh, last uh, pick on Thursday in the 2020 draft with the New England Black Wolves. Love to see that kid uh, crank himself out a career. Give a lot of hope to a lot of people. Yeah, hell, give hope to me. Good luck to that guy. Uh, I'll be watching uh, to see uh, see how he does. Um, uh, I'm always a big fan of the underdog. Couple more draft things here from the 2020 draft. I loved seeing uh, the Warriors GM, my good buddy Dan Richardson, pulling the the trigger on a trade that guaranteed him Reed Bowering. Reed could have been number one in any other draft. Big, solid, strong, fast defender can score. Does the whole show, local boy. Good job to Dan Richardson to to make sure that uh, that Reed didn't go to um, the Calgary uh, Roughnecks. My Calgary Roughnecks, New York Riptide. Unreal draft. Uh, imagine uh, Sundown teet uh, and Gibson um, throwing the ball around over the next few years. It's going to be fun to watch. Uh, um, uh, good young players ready to show the world what they can do Ty Thompson, 6 foot 6 inch tall beast, unreal I really love the upside of the uh, the New York Riptide things are turning uh, corners around there I'm going to go have a drink uh, good times, thanks again to uh, Jake and Bradley for having me on uh, the sponsors uh, really appreciate this and uh, I'll try and get better, make a better something else for you, cheers and good times
1: all right, there's something else brought to you by GWilsonConstruction.com, an award-winning firm with a single focus: building fine custom homes. Don't forget, upload your resume today. Whether you're a laborer, journeyman, GWilsonConstruction.com, find the work with us tab, top right corner. Upload your resume and then wait by the phone for a call. Tell them you heard it here on Lacrosse Classified, and you may just get yourself an interview a little quicker. Uh, G Wilson Construction.
0: Jim, Jim a good question for me though jumbo okay let's get into this who won the draft
1: yeah that is uh that's a good question and uh the boys on lacrosse sports network asked me that a couple of days ago i said three teams kind of came out on top my three teams were calgary georgia and saskatchewan you
0: yeah i can't uh, it's gonna be boring radio but i can't really argue that i think calgary getting uh Getting the high first round pick in Tanner Cook, and then getting those two defenders as we just talked about, I think is huge. To get three in the top twenty, and George, I got too. three in the first round. Like you gluttons, come on! And yeah, it depends. Sask for me, it'll depend on what Marshall Powers becomes. If his ceiling really is that high, yeah. and he gets into some games next year, or they flip him again, I'm not really willing to go Sask at this point, Jumbo. But I'll go, I'll go Calgary and Georgia.
1: Okay, fair enough. Uh, I'm, I'm just. I I think like you said if it's Palace pans so. Yeah, and if Palace pans out the way people think then it's going to be a home run. And it's,
0: yeah, it's it's a, it's a gamble though. It's a yeah, gamble.
1: and quite frankly, I mean Derek Keenan doesn't doesn't miss in the draft very often. So uh, but Jim had a lot of a lot of good things there to say. A little kudos to, to Dan Richardson on the job that he did. He likes what the Riptide have done, uh, getting his boy Sundown in there and, and Tyson Gibson, couple of Shamrocks along with, with Teat. And and a shout out to to all the, the kind of the late picks in in Jeremy Bomberry, who was ninety third overall to the New England Black Wolves and referenced uh, you know there's Tyler Burton an undrafted player has carved out a fantastic career Pat Saunders was the final pick in the draft one time and he had a lengthy NLL career as well so I guess a little bit of a Psa to all you late round picks you know you're in tough but there is a chance and and even for the guys that did not get drafted that were hoping to hear their name called that does not mean that you're goal to be a professional cross player has come to an end you just have to go a different path on it
0: hey warriors had a ton of undrafted rookies last year uh right? in in san claire Lynn and Lyndon bunio chris wardle was a late round draft pick dan dawson was like a fourth or a fifth rounder back in the uh-huh. day gillis didn't know what the dan dawson was going to become yeah yeah it's uh capito it's, it so you know brody harris did not get drafted and he was going into the draft as one of the top goaltenders um so yeah don't give up on your dreams kids like it's 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 still wide open for you make sure you're knocking on some gm's doors getting in front of the scouts play well in summer train hard and you'll get your shot they will they will find you
1: yeah they will and uh if they don't then i will um so jim actually the jimmer put out a little contest on twitter If somebody could have predicted the top five exactly, Jim would have bought them season's tickets to their favorite team. I don't know how many entrants he had. There was a lot. Uh, But nobody nailed the top five, especially because of that deal that went down between Vancouver and Rochester. Kind of threw everybody off. So nobody got that tough. So no tickets to give out for Jim, but maybe uh, we find a different way or a different contest because I I think Jim, being the giving guy that he is, would still like to do that for somebody. But now we need to find a different way to do it.
0: Yeah, I agree. Let's uh let's let's get the brain trust together and and figure something out. All right.
1: Well, that could be a short meeting with our with our brain trust, but we'll see how that plays out. And I think that is it for quarter number three. You good. Golden. are you are you good golden all golden. right let's take a break let's head to the fourth it's time to play some who you got on the other side episode 98 rolls on lacrosse flash podcast network
0: associated labels and packaging a fun family company that offers premium quality labels and packaging with unparalleled service with 40 years of experience an extensive product catalog and an ever growing fleet of equipment. Associated Labels and Packaging is the perfect fit to take your labels and packaging to the next level.
2: Hey, this is Brody Merrill from the San Diego Field. You're listening to Lax Class, your go to source for all things NLL and box to crash. And now it's time for Who You Got?
1: No more breaks here on Lacrosse Classified as we're into the fourth quarter. You just heard from Associated Labels and Packaging, Sean Ashworth, Tosh Nishamira, the gang down there in Coquitlam. What do they do? Well, they're the best in the business at Labels and Packaging at AssociatedLP.com. They're always updating their website and their blog with the latest information on what's happening with their company and the people in it and what I love about associated labels and packaging more than anything, Brad, is that they're always keeping the environment in mind with everything that they do around their company. And you can check them out at Associated LP as in labels and packages or at associatedlp.com focusing on people, ethics, quality, and of course family-owned over 40 years in the labels and packaging business for Associated Labels and Packaging. And now, time, Bradley, for Stampede Tax. Who you got as another two men about to fight here? Well, another four men about to fight here. Two more fights in the Elite Eight and two more spots left in the Final for Ogilvy and Snyder are in. Who will join them? Let's find out. I went 0 for 2 last week. You went 2 and 0. First fight on the docket here, the cannonball, the goaltender, the lone goaltender out of the four left in this tournament has made it to the final eight. I don't know, Bradley. I think his road probably comes to an end here as he takes on one Scotty Psycho McMichael. Patty Cannonball Campbell, Scotty Psycho McMichael. Bradley, who you got?
0: I think this is the end of the road for the cannonball. Give me the fan favorite, uh, Scotty, Psycho,
3: McMichael,
1: please. Yeah, I, I think this uh, is going to be a convincing knockout here for Psycho. We we'll, we shall see. That will be up on Twitter here in short order. Jump across to the other side, bottom right quadrant here, and good scrap. Like we mentioned, you watched this fight last week while we were recording, and it was a dandy, and they're going to do it again.
0: And it was a, it was a draw. Yeah. And it was a draw so six years ago, seven years ago, whenever it happened.
1: Let's settle this right here, right now. Rory Smith, Paul Dawson, who you got?
0: Give me the mimical Mauler to go to the finals, please.
1: Yeah, I, I think we're on the same page with both of these scraps here. I got Psycho, I got Rory as well. And if those two guys come out on top, our final four <laughs> So, <laughs> our final four will be Andy Ogilvy against Scotty McMichael and Jeff Snyder against Rory Smith in the final four. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you could not have planned it out any better, and I believe we will have our championship bout on episode 100. How cool if is that? You were
0: to, if you would have seeded all these guys at the start, yeah. these might have been your top four or five seeds.
1: Right. Like I, I think, like yeah. I don't think it could have worked out much better. I really don't. I think if no. if everything goes oh, according the lacrosse, to plan here, cross
0: classified followers know exactly what they're talking about. So credit to, to you guys voting. You've you haven't disappointed.
1: Absolutely, and really, I mean that's it, Brad. It's not us, right? It's the listeners, it's the voters that are determining who the best lacrosse fighter of all time is, and uh, and they've done well. Speaking of mm-hmm. uh, Garrett Burnett, who was in this tournament earlier. Uh, he got these like he's a former NHL fighter and and I follow this Facebook group NHL enforcement so they anyways they posted up this um, this picture of Garrett kind of standing after hockey knuckles all bloody and a smile on his face kind of bleeding from his mouth a little bit and so I came and I said oh there's Garrett and so I put in the comments oh I fought this animal twice in semi pro lacrosse and this thread began anyways this guy. <laughs> messages me and says, I used to work with Garrett's dad. He brought those fights into work and showed me your fights against him. And and I was like, no way. Like, no I haven't way. seen... So I've asked him to... Unfortunately, Garrett's dad no longer with us. His mom's still there. Garrett's down in Vegas working at a club or something. And uh, this guy I said to him, said, so like, please try and get these. So he's working on getting these fights. If I can get them, I'm certainly going to post them up on on social media. That's so- like
0: W L A salmon bellies jumbo. Yeah, it'd be Adnax Adnac
1: wow. salmon belly days from I wanna say early two thousands would be uh would be when we had our go. So I hope he finds the man. I, I would love, I would really, like, I just, there's not tape out there of, of any of my fights, and, and I don't, like, I just want to see him. So you know, and,
0: and sometimes when you're, when you're in the moment like that, you don't remember yeah. blow by blow, yeah. right? You might remember how the outcome or, or one particular punch that got you or got him or how it started, but you don't remember, you know, you, you see red, and so you just get into that zone, and it's not really implanted like a, like something else would be no so, yeah pass that over. tag everybody tag that we'll share from the black classified
1: uh there you go you so finger, fingers it. crossed that that uh comes to fruition Bradley, i think we're done on episode 98 it's another good one man uh big thanks to dan richardson for coming on the program to stampede tack the vancouver warriors associated labels g wilson construction and of course Manscaped, don't forget, use that promo code LAXCLASS20. We got a month to get these guys on board and let them know we're for real here at LAXCLASS. So if you're kind of on the fence about it, wait no longer. LAXCLASS20, save yourself 20%. I'm telling you, you're not going to be disappointed if you do this. Uh, Don't forget, follow us on social media. Brad is at Brad Chow. I am at PXP for sports. Got an email at lacrosseclassified at gmail.com if you want to get at us that way. And uh, thanks to Dan Richardson. Thanks to you for listening. Are we done, Brad? I think we're done.
0: I think we're good. I think uh, thanks all for hanging out with us for another week. And we will talk to you this time uh, a week from
1: now. Yeah, let thanks. us let us know who you want to hear from next week. You can get at us uh, in the DMs. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast as well. Keep those subscriptions coming. We enjoy that. And that's it for Brad Schellner. I've been Jake Elliott and for the fastest game on two feet. And for the creator, stay safe and stay healthy, everybody.